0: I'll keep you my dirty little secret. Dirty <laughs> little secret. Don't tell
1: anyone or you'll be just another regret. My dirty little secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, Who we'll has to know when we live that matter of
0: life? It's the best way we survive. <laughs> I go around the
1: time or two just to waste my time with you. Tell me all that you want to bet. Find out, guys, you don't want to play. No. You are the only one that needs to know.
0: Yeah, I haven't thought about that band in a
1: very long time. You're thinking about All-American Rejects all the time. Oh, there you go. Welcome back to Screen Weens, episode 98, starring me, London. And guest starring, <laughs> co-starring Thomas, the E-10. go by that sometimes. E-10, yeah. E-ten.
0: I come sometimes on Twitter I'll come across like actual E-10s. I'm like, that's a real name? No, like I thought that was just some joke over right right? here. Yeah, mine's okay. over here. I thought that was just some joke Pierre had. Like it was a joke,
1: Pierre. That's well. There are real people who go by E10. The E10 people. Yeah, and you were destined to lead them. I guess I'm not. I'm not E10 by choice, but but you're E10 by destiny. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about two lesbian films: mm-hmm. uh, Desert Hearts and Carol. Mm-hmm. But before that, as always, we're gonna just just groove, see what we've been up to this week. Um I've been reading what we're reading for Readweens a little bit. Um I found out that the, the first the first story in that is like half the book length.
0: Yeah, because it says two novellas And three shorts And novellas are typically longer than short stories But not quite but I'm just like, enough to be
1: But I mean like 300 pages Seems like it would just be a novel to me You, you would say so I'm like so. Uh, 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 I've been reading a little bit of that uh, I've been reading a lot of like Manga and comics that are mm. more like LGBT centric mm. That I found Um Watched a couple things, we watched Cruella last night. Fucking dog shit. Oh, I'm sure. Jesus. So well, it's been like rated pretty highly. It's getting decent reviews. Yeah. It has a 3.6 on letter right. I, I just heard like the entire internet shit on it and I was like, um, okay, well, I heard like I the memes on. and I heard the the spoilers and stuff, but I was like, Well, that sounds pretty garbage, but maybe it won't be the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. But I also like the director. He did, like, Lars and the Real Girl. Which, oh, yeah. Um, he did, like, I, Tonya and stuff like that. Um,
0: yeah. I, it just seems like all these, like, live-action Disney animated features that they're doing just seem like they take pretty decent directors and put them in these movies where they just remake or... I don't even know if is a direct remake of 101 Dalmatians or No, it's a thing. Oh, Okay. Well, at least they're trying something different yeah. than they have been with these live actions. I guess yeah. they didn't want to rehash because they already did a live action. 101 Dalmatians back in the day. It was classic. I watched it like once when I was like five. God damn it. Flies. But, uh yeah, I just don't gravitate to- towards those movies in the first place. And uh, the reception to any of them is not helping. <laughs> so, Jungle Book's good. Oh, uh, which one? Didn't they make, like, 50 live-action jungle books? They did a
1: live-action jungle book, like, a long time ago, and then they did the 2016 one by John Favreau. okay. I really like that one. Um, I like Beauty and the Beast as well. And I remember enjoying Cinderella a decent amount. And, like, I thought it was fine. Okay. But overall, it's just like, yeah, not great. Uh,
0: <laughs> the best Cinderella is the one with Kermit the Frog in it.
1: Probably. Um, Maybe. Uh, Let's see. What else did I do? Uh, We watched a new Conjuring movie. I haven't watched it yet. I've heard... So, like, it's incredibly stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very, very dumb. But I kind of thought it was fun... Like, I, I enjoyed it. It's so... It's not, like... Because the first two Conjuring films themselves, I think, are pretty, like, grounded. Yeah, they take themselves a lot more and, seriously yeah. compared
0: to the spin-offs too. Oh, yeah.
1: I went through and watched them, like, not quite a year ago. Maybe a year ago at this point. Um, in general, I think that, like... I, I, we talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I like the Annabelle prequel by David F. Sandberg. I thought it was um, fine. And I like the first two Conjuring movies. And then everything else I think is pretty garbage. (laughs) I thought The Nun was not good. The Nun, like, I thought was a terrible movie. But I watched it in a theater and it was just one other person. And I laughed so fucking hard at some (laughs) of the scenes. It was like, I'm French-Canadian. Isn't that, like, climax? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, La
0: Llorona was fucking bad. That was rough. That one was really rough. Uh, fucking! I, I remember liking. I I don't like the straight, just like first Annabelle movie that yeah. they did. Did I you know.
1: like? I really didn't like Comes Home, but I remember you saying that you enjoyed it more at least. Yeah, I re- like.
0: I realized what it was. Like I was like, all right, they're just either. They're trying potential franchises and to just make a dumb fucking, like, mm-hmm. PG-13, and I think PG-13, I assume it is. Yeah. Uh, a horror movie that's just meant to appeal to the masses and get people in the experience of seeing a horror movie. And, you know, I thought it was fine. I, I liked it leagues better than a couple of the other ones. So I was like, all right, this one's inoffensive to me.
1: Um... Yeah, I did not feel the same way about that one. Yeah. But the, the new Conjuring movie, I think, is, is it's so fucking wacky. But, I heard, um, like, half of it's in a fucking courtroom. Which... It's not. I I wanted half of it to be in the courtroom. Yeah. It's not. It's. Oh. Uh, that's, like, the setup, really. And that's, like, the ending. I really wanted it to be just following the court where it's like, He was possessed by a demon. You must find him not guilty. Yeah. I need so to, I'm like, that sounds fun. I need to rewatch the... Uh, yeah.
0: The Exorcism of uh, Emily Rhodes, because I think that movie, that's, like, what that movie's about. Uh, I watched it when I was a kid, and I think, like, part of it's found footage, which is, like...
1: mm. That would make sense. They're, like, reviewing the footage in the courtroom or whatever? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you can handle the huge tone shift from the previous two, I think it's pretty fun. I really like a lot of, like, the shots in the movie. I think it's really pretty some of the time. But it's more, like, action horror Mm. than, like, suspense horror. Um... It's not very scary, but there's some cool, like, designs on things, and it's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Because they're like, the the Satanists, the, it's, the, it's just, it's very stupid. They go down this dumb rabbit hole. It's just, it's just dumb. That sounded very close. <laughs> yeah, they're a ghost cat. <laughs> I don't know, because, like, Allie's not in here. Allie might be in the window on the other room. I uh, was meowing. Or it. That would make sense. Uh, um, yeah. And then I watched, uh, we rewatched Pierre's favorite movie of all time, Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I really like the movie. Like, I think it's fun. Um, I haven't watched it in so many
0: years, so I can't accurately speak to what I would feel on it, but I like the memes that I remember, like the. The f- football, tater tots, thomas, the llamas, whatever. Yeah, my whole movie
1: is just me, 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 me. I still think it holds up pretty well. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Whatever happened to John Eater? Uh he was in a movie uh, like two years ago that I really enjoyed. Uh, what was it called? Blades it was, of Glory. It was something tries to save the world or something like that. Let me. Hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say he dropped off like. Mid to
0: late two thousands. I just haven't seen him in anything. I know he did the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon on Fox. Yeah, he directed that one.
1: Oh, he did. Yeah, which was rough. Yeah, it wasn't great. Even Pierre doesn't like that movie, and he likes so much garbage. Let's see. It's Italian sign. Uh, when Jeff tried to save the world, mm-hmm. I really, I really like that one. Um he was in the newest Tremors movie.
0: He's one of the main characters. I've only ever seen the first four, and then... I've only seen the first one. I think i the only one you need to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best one far and above. I don't know, maybe Tremors 5 is incredible. Because, like... I had, I watched the first three a lot when I was a kid. Cause I had this on VHS, and the fourth one was that when I was a kid. I watched it once, and I was like, "This fucking sucks." And then this is No Tremors three. Then like I grew up to be an adult, and I looked, and I'm like, "Oh, Jamie Kennedy's in Tremors a Weird, yeah. And then I think they made
1: like two more since then. Yeah, I think the newest one's the seventh. Maybe I don't know. I'll probably eventually watch them all because I just I'm I hate myself. I just. But yeah, uh, and let's see. Oh, and we're we're still trying to do the MCU thing. Mm. Um, we watched the first episode Loki yesterday because that came out. Um, it's okay. Today. It has a really weird. There's a lot of implications that come from the premise that I really really don't like um, mm. but as a standalone show, it's alright um, some of the dialogue is cool I like Tom Hiddleston as Loki I don't like the writing for Loki in a lot of the MCU, besides like Thor 3, mm. but this is pretty close to Thor 3, or at least they're trying really hard to get his character to the point where they can write him like in Thor 3 Yeah. Um, overall it was fine it was a fine first episode, We'll we'll see how it is afterwards Okay. I'm. I'm just. I'm just hoping that they really get it in gear because I want to really like like the Moon Knight show with Oscar Isaac. I want to fucking. I. W- I hope that one's good. That'd and be nice. I want to like the Miss Marvel show because I think Miss Marvel's a pretty cool character. At least like story wise, I don't think her power set's very cool. Mm. Um. Yeah. And then. Oh yeah. So we watched Thor. And we watched The Incredible Hulk. Mm. Uh, Thor fucking sucks. I fucking... That movie's bad. Mm -hmm. One of the worst MCU movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I will defend The Incredible Hulk till the day I die. The Incredible Hulk's fine. It's fun. There's a part where Tim Roth... Tim Roth plays Abomination in it but before he's Abomination he gets like this whack-ass super soldier serum Mm -hmm. and the part where he's just fighting the Hulk and he's just shooting him he does a backflip over the Hulk it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. And I really like the tone of the movie in the beginning because it's all framed as like a horror movie and they're being dragged to their deaths by the Hulk. Oh yeah. And then it just suddenly shifts to the Hulk's like (laughs) there's a guy backflipping over the Hulk. It's just it's a weird... There's a, That's a fucking weird total shit, but I, I like the movie.
0: Yeah. I, I remember thinking it was, like, enjoyable enough. It's probably one of the better <laughs> Phase 1
1: movies, for sure. Uh, yeah, so the only Phase 1 movie we have left is the first Avengers. And then we'll be in the better part of the MCU, at the very least. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Better than Phase 1. I'm not saying the best out of the three phases, but I'm saying... I just remember, like... Because I, I went
0: through all these, like, back in 2016 when Homecoming came out, so it's been a while. But I remember thinking, like, Phase 1, I'm like, alright, that was rough, but it, it was, like... I mean, phase 2 has, like,
1: some of the best MCU. That's Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier it has... I will give it that. Oh, God, what else does Winter <laughs> um... It's got
0: Thor 2. It's got Avengers Age of Ultron. It's got... uh Guardians of the Galaxy? I think Guardians of the One Galaxy two, is yeah. Phase 2.
1: Yeah. And I like both of those. Yeah, I, those are good. Um, yeah. And I like Iron Man 3 more than like the... I don't like any of the Iron Man movies, but I remember enjoying 3 probably the most out of them. 3 is definitely... I, I,
0: I think all of the Iron Man movies have an interesting movie within, <laughs> within them, period. but not on the surface. And it's just like, ah. Yeah. But... Yeah, I just, I just remember finding that to be one of the rough ones,
1: but I guess it's got... Is Ant-Man 1 that. in Phase 2? Yeah. It is, but... But you don't like Ant-Man 1? Yeah. I like Ant-Man
0: 1. I, like I did. I, I like it more than I liked Ant-Man 2. <laughs> That's fair.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, did you watch anything this week, or did you do
0: anything? Yeah, I did three things primarily.
1: Sucked dick, smoked crack,
0: Four. stole meth. Um, I... Played a little bit of Fallen Order. I got to the same point that I got, like, when I first played it a couple (laughs) years ago. Uh, I want to play it. I plan on playing it through to completion. It's just I got sucked into a different thing, which was... I started reading the Darth Vader comic, Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is good. And I got two volumes into that, and then I was like, all right. I want to enjoy this to the fullest, so I started watching Clone Wars again. Yes. And I'm like... I'm re-watching it in chronological order, so I'm still, like, it, I can't say with certainty that I'm, like, halfway through season three, but I'm, like, getting there. Um, I got to the part in, or, I'm a bit past this part, but, like, the part in the Mandalore plot where he's like, who, who shall strike first and declare themselves the cold-blooded killer? That part. I was like, oh! Because I... I thought of it like one second but I'm like it would be perfect if they did this and they did it and I was like yes
1: there's some really fucking good parts of Clone Wars it takes a bit to get off the ground yeah,
0: once I got to the end
1: of season 2 I was finally like given that sigh of
0: relief like yes I'm finally getting to like the good shit in Clone Wars now I think season 3
1: I like a lot of the the more like filler-esque episodes of 1 and 2 but they're three really introduces a lot of really fucking cool like arcs mm-hmm. and I think uh re-watching Rebels I feel the same way about season one I really like the because most of season one is like getting to know the characters so it's mm-hmm. like filler episodes even though I wouldn't consider them filler because like it's important to know your characters yeah <laughs> that's what I think season one should be like um but once season two starts, it just fucking goes into overdrive. I'm like, yeah! Like, all the time. I'm like, fuck, yes! Yeah. But yeah,
0: so that's been pretty much my week. That and Red Dead Online. Oh,
1: Red Dead Online. Oh, and I've also been playing uh, Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, which is a game that I always wanted to play as a kid, but I was really, really bad at it. So I finally was like, I'm just going to beat this game. And I'm almost done with it now. Because Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy was, is one of my favorite Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite video games, like, of all time. And this one's pretty good, too. Yeah, I think I own all, all of them on
0: Steam now. I bought, like, the bundle pack with them. It's like Dark Forces and Jedi oh, yeah. Knight 2 onwards. But, yeah. Oh, I was
1: playing a little bit of Lego Star Wars 2. Lego Star Wars 2? Or Lego Star Wars also? the the complete saga. Man, Lego games in general I still think are really good, but there's just something so nice about how, like, simple the
0: first couple were. Yeah, I played... Because I haven't played a Lego game in, like, years, and I went through recent... Like, maybe one or two years ago, and I was like, you know, I'm getting angry to play a Lego game. So I went on, like, PlayStation and picked up, like, the Jurassic Park one because I'm like, Mm. "This this should be fun. And I didn't like... That they used movie dialogue.
1: That's that's my biggest issue. Is I just wish that there was just no dialogue because there's yeah. so much funny things in the first two like Lego Star Wars games because there's no dialogue. Exactly, it's just like. Oh, oh. It just and but. It's so weird to think about this, but Lego Star Wars is a series mm-hmm. introduced me like that was probably one of my first introductions to the idea of visual storytelling, like as its own <laughs> medium, because like that's that's the first thing I really saw with no dialogue or anything mm-hmm. like visual storytelling is always prevalent in the backgrounds of things, even if they're characters talking. But yeah. the first thing is like, hey, I'm just watching a character move. hmm. That's really weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, but kids these days. Yeah,
0: I'm having fun with that. I'm probably gonna like. Probably my goal is to maybe
1: play a episode a night. Nice. Yeah, me and Hinao were going through when she was still living in Paris. We were just doing like Steam remote play, and we went through like half the game. Nice, but uh, I'm excited for the new one when that comes out. Like, yeah, the graphics look good, and yeah. I'm excited to like. Like it'll still probably have a problem with like movie dialogue and stuff, but like they're, it's just gonna be like a completely new experience. They're like redoing the whole combat system, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It keeps getting delayed, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm you fine the with game delays. Later. I really don't care about most delays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe if I was like on my deathbed, I'm like, I need to play LEGO Star Wars. <laughs> Like, go on a fanboy's quest to play like this. <laughs> man, I've been thinking about rewatching fanboys. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like it as that's much. The, that's the thing, is I'm like, I probably... I probably wouldn't.
0: I remember... Like, just thinking back to specific parts, I'm, I, I know there are at least chunks of the movie I probably wouldn't like. Pretty cringe, probably. Yeah. But... Uh, that's what you get when you make a movie that is based deep in fucking nerd culture, like that, I guess. Yeah. Especially in that time period. But. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it probably holds up somewhat. Now
1: we're done talking about sci fi shit. It's time to talk about gay shit. Pew, great transition. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about Desert Hearts from 1985. Lovely. Take- lovely day. movie. Okay. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, okay, I, you hate women. Got it. And lesbians. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like the mom. Oh. <laughs> that mom kept, she looks like an old Nicole Kidman to me. I kept going, I'm like, Nicole Kidman could play a biopic about this. Action. I think what's really funny, the funniest part about this movie to me is it's set in the 50s but it's so obviously made in the 80s. Yeah. I ha- Like the perms on everyone. of <laughs> Yeah, I was like,
0: oh wait, this is the 50s. <laughs> so I was like, uh oh. Um, but yeah, so the film takes place on this ranch that women go to to like finalize their divorces. Basically like they go there for a residency hmm. for a certain amount of time. That way they can file for divorces quicker. And our main character is going there because she's
1: just part of this professional marriage as she puts it. It's, like, loveless and she just wants out because she wants to, like, f- pretty much figure out what she's doing with her life and, like, find fulfillment because mm. she's just, like, yeah, just, like, working and in a loveless marriage and we don't fuck.
0: Yeah. And she basically strikes up this uh, romance with this open lesbian named uh, Kay who lives okay. there. Uh, and the whole movie is basically just, like, Kay trying to, like, be like, yo,
1: I can see it. And she's like,
0: oh, no.
1: <sighs> Not but yet. Kay also is like, I need to find love because Kay like, is an open lesbian and has mm. open like sexual relationships with other lesbians, but she hasn't found the one. Mm. And she's like, but this could be—is this it? <sighs> yep,
0: and she thinks it is. But obviously, um, uh, the main girl whose name is I don't remember has a V in it. But it's like, is it violent? No. I don't think it starts with a V, I just think it has a V. There is a V
1: in it, yeah. Uh, Vivian. Vivian Vivian. Bell.
0: Okay, it does start with a V. Vivian. Yeah, so basically so she's like, I need to find the one. Are you the one? And Vivian's like, probably not. I'm just, I don't know. And then, yeah. They end up like going off at one point and kissing, and they come back, and the mom's like, Ah, you fucking whore! I'm kicking you out! And so she throws out the Vivian, and so then Kay is like, All right, well, I'm leaving, because that's fucked up. And then she's like, I'll never understand you. I just don't get it. I hate the gays. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, basically vivian goes to her ho- or goes to a hotel Kay follows and then they like make love and they're having you know they've come to terms with it to a certain degree and then uh vivian's like all right well i'm still leaving this state and she's like uh then Kay's not ready to leave the state and the movie ends basically with like them at the train station and uh, oh, okay. Kay gets on the train to the next station to talk it over and think about it.
1: The ending reminds me a lot of, uh, like, Before Sunrise.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. In
1: general, this movie. I don't know why the
0: first thing that came into my head when you said this ending reminded me of was Killer's
1: Kiss. <laughs> How does Killer's Kiss <laughs> it end? It just ends in a, like because it's like I don't think about Killer's Kiss. I don't think about it either, but I just got the flash of the dude standing in like the subway. I don't remember anything about Killer's Kiss except that I hated it. I remember brief because it's like he's like I think he they like have a fight in a warehouse. There's a scene with where like he a has a axe. fight
0: in a warehouse and he's like using mannequins to like walk the guy with the axe. Yeah, I remember uh, that. And then it ends basically because he's like "We'll meet at the train station." Like it this time And she doesn't show up And he's like Oh I'm gonna leave I hate women now And I think I think she shows up And it, Originally Stanley Cooper Wasn't gonna have that But the studio was like No you gotta have her show up So he's like Whatever Actually, I, I, I hate, hate women it. This film's just to finance My other film anyway So
1: and then he made uh, The the Killing
0: Which I still have not seen. It's my favorite Kubrick movie. I need to watch. I need to watch that and Paths of Glory still. Paths of Glory is really fucking good too. Much as I don't like Kubrick, I don't like Kubrick, but I sadly just still fucking love his movies. Mm -hmm. They're good, most of them,
1: especially Killers Kiss. Um, Yeah, so the movie ends (laughs) there. Fear and desire. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a ta- exactly the type of shit that I just eat up, you know, mm-hmm. it's the type of movie I really like uh, as much as I actually did kind of enjoy the fact that it was so obviously made in the 80s. I'm just like, this is funny. This yeah. is fun. This is, uh, I, I like that it was written by a woman. It was directed by a woman. It's about a lesbian, uh, like relationship. And this was made in the 80s. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> this was made. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely really like all that about it. Yeah, and uh, I the the girl who played Kay. This was her first movie. Mm. I thought she was really good. Yeah. I, I, re, I really like the acting on this. Um, I, I really like Vivian. I really like her. I really like the the mother. Mm. Well, the mother's like a bitch, but the actors. Yeah, yeah, good roles. Good, and I don't know. I just I just found I, it's just really nice when you watch like a, a movie. About LGBTQ like communities anywhere, where it doesn't just end in misery. Yeah, it's just refreshing. It's fine to end them in misery sometimes, but it's just refreshing. Yeah,
0: no, I I definitely like that about this and spoiler
1: the other film Yeah. Well, did you see the after credit scene where Carol pulls out a gun? Oh, that's that's the extra happy ending. Yeah. She kills all the men in the world. (laughs) There we go. The perfect ending. But, yeah, I just... uh, This was my jam. I dug this one. This was the first one I watched. I was just like, yeah, I'm vibing. This was a movie that you vibe to. Like... It it has, like, the same watching feel for me as, like, a movie like Before Sunrise, where I'm just like, yeah, taking it in, having fun, and then something bad happens. I'm like, well, I don't like that. But then, like, five minutes later, I'm like, I'm having fun again. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's just, it's an easygoing watch. There's not a ton of things that are sad or depressing. Like, yeah, she's depressed that her husband doesn't love her and she doesn't love him, but it's like... It doesn't even feel like she's depressed. She's just like, "I'm done. I'm ready. Can I go, please?" Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Good for you." (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you
0: think? I enjoy this one. The only like major, I guess, like issue I really have with it, and I don't even think it's really an issue I have with it. it. I just think the movie's a little simple. And I don't think that's a
1: bad. What thing. about Before Sunrise? Your favorite movie of all time. That is also a very simple movie, but, oh, that, but movie that has is... a man in it. So it's No. Just see about. uh
0: like if I had to like define why I like Before Sunrise more than this one by like leagues, it would be just like that one's like extra simple. It's like a one yeah, This is this is not simple enough or yeah. but it's also too simple. It's it like before sunrise is so simple that it gets a little complicated,
1: but this is like you know it's simple, and it's it's fine. If like you I, cut I, out if you cut out the subplot with the mom, and you cut out the subplot with like the brother, then it's good. Yeah, and I like I I kind of felt this way about
0: spoiler both films a little. Like I thought they were both a little on the the simple side, but they're also both kind of older uh, movies in this like source or not source uh, subject matter
1: carol came out in 2016 Ka-
0: okay carol the movie, movie is the not book. old but the book okay. the source material is i'm just there. like that's what, that yeah. was
1: five years ago
0: my bad i, sh- I probably sh- <laughs> thank you for pointing that out or else the audience would have been like what
1: but uh yeah I don't know, like I I, I still enjoyed. I uh spoiler, I feel that I feel how you feel about Carol, but I don't know. I think uh I was just really enraptured in the relationship in this one, so I was okay mm-hmm. with it being simple enough, and I like the the little things that they add, so I'm okay with the added complexity, I guess. Okay. Of being like a little more complex than something like before sunrise. And Yeah. This film
0: was pretty though. I like the scene where they're like walking like near the water and it's got like the
1: mountains in the background and yeah. it's like a pinkish bluish sky. And I really like it when I just I really like sex scenes that are like pretty instead of like oh yeah sexy, I guess. I'm just like this is this is how a sex scene should be filmed. I feel like a lot of women know how sex scenes should be filmed, like the sex scene and like Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm-hmm. It's it it adds like a lot of thematic depth. Because it's like, hey, this is the first time that she's felt like actual pleasure because like she's a lesbian mm-hmm. or at the very least like bisexual. Um, and this is the first time that somebody's like touched her in a way that actually feels nice. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's so much better than like mainstream sex scenes. Oh, yeah. The, oh, it made, it's so frustrating because I've talked about this multiple times. I've talked about it when I watched *Itumama* *Tombe because mm. I'm like the biggest fault of mainstream like movie making, like a more adult centered films is the dumbing down of sex scenes. Because sex scenes, I think, are such a volatile and powerful tool for storytelling, oh. and they're always just like, look at the look at the boobs.
0: I was looking on IMDB And the tags this movie had Were like boobs Nipple Lesbian sex scene And I was just like Are you fucking kidding me (laughs) That's how the kids get on (laughs) (laughs) Yep I was like what is this fucking YouTube
1: (laughs) Show me who Show me boob please Google I
0: I just find it weird that people go to IMDB And just like look up
1: tags like Boobs (laughs) How you avoid your parents' eyes. Sorry, I'm a cinephile, Mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You need to watch all these boom movies. (laughs) But, yeah. No, I like this one. I'm going to give this one a six.
0: (laughs) You're going to give this one a nine. Yes. How'd you know? Cheating. (laughs)
1: Let's talk about girl. Carol, Carroll from 2016.
0: The Price of Salt, which is written in, like, the 50s.
1: It's a set in the 50s. And it's directed by Todd Haynes, who is a uh, director who I keep meaning to watch more of. I've seen two of his films. He did Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And he did uh, Velvet Goldmine, which is another, like, LGBTQ movie um, about like a bunch of rock stars and like a journalist who's following them. Ewan McGregor's in it and he gets naked and pulls out his penis and then spreads his ass on stage and is like, look at my asshole, you fucking cunt. Like literally he says something like that. That movie's awesome. (laughs) Not just for that scene, but that scene helps. Uh, Yeah. And the Carol's not as good as that movie. Because you don't get to see Ewan McGregor's butthole. But Carol's pretty good. I like Carol. I like Carol. (laughs) Um, First couple scenes, I'm like, is Carol a ghost? They they kept showing Carol, and then she would, like, disappear. I'm like, is Carol a ghost? She was not, in fact, a ghost, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, she was just a white woman. Um, So, same deal. Uh, Desert Hearts was about a woman that was, like, ten years older than another woman, and them having, like, a... A sexual partnership where the in Desert Hearts it was the older woman who wasn't experienced. In this in Carol it's the younger woman who's not experienced. It's Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Rooney Mara is great. I really like her, mm-hmm. and Kate Blanchett's always good too. But oh yeah, yeah. And then Kyle Chandler's in this movie. Kyle, Chandler. he's a great asshole. He plays a great yeah. dickhead in, like everything. King Kong, he's a great dickhead. Yeah. Uh... He's uh or not.
0: Uh there's also what's what's her name? American Horror Story. She's in like all the seasons of that show. She's in other stuff too. She was in that Nurse Ratchet series. She's like, plays the friend...
1: Oh, Sarah Paulson? I didn't yeah. know she was in American Horse. I haven't seen... I've seen, uh, like, one episode of American Horse. My mom watches it. So. Uh, I love Sarah Paulson. She's in a movie... Uh, she was in the newest movie uh, Run by um, the guy who did Searching. Oh, okay. um, and she was in a movie called Blue Jay with... Uh, I've talked about Blue Jay. It's with yeah. Mark Duplass. Um,
0: she's, a, she's an actor I feel like I would like... But I just haven't seen in anything that I do like.
1: That's, that's how I, I... I have seen a couple things, but I'm like... I'm glad I've seen these things because she's great, but she's, she's in a lot of like weird stuff. Like American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. I keep like meaning to watch it. Glass. But she is in glass. <laughs> she's fine in glass. I mean, a lot of the people in she's glass, glass the are fine. You know. That I have with glass. <laughs> it's, it's just glass is too good of a movie. Glass was just... It shattered my expectations. I liked liked Glass the first... I don't want to rewatch Glass because I liked it okay. I'm like, I like a lot of the ideas in Glass. The execution of it
0: is just like rough. It was just the one time I was like, you know, I don't want M. Night to just veer off and go, the twists! I'm gonna... Defy your expectations. I just... I was like, dude, you have the most just basic straightforward superhero thing here. He'd just do one movie where Bruce Campbell and James McAvoy not Bruce Campbell. I'm like, yes, bring in
1: Bruce Campbell. <laughs> where Bruce
0: Willis and James McAvoy clash and have Sam L. Jackson there in the background pulling the strings. Yeah, he's like have it be by the numbers, be it be shown in as fuck, you know. Yeah. But they did he didn't. They should have Bruce Willis play Deku. They should de- never have Bruce Willis act ever again. He was okay in um He hasn't been okay in anything. I think he was
1: okay in Glass at parts. After the first act, I think he was okay in
0: Glass. There's like, I think it's like 2007 is when you saw the switch flipping on, where he's just like, all right, I do things only for money now.
1: Nah, he was in a couple Wes Anderson movies, I think he was fine in. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're talking about Carol. Carol. And Sarah Paulson. Yes. She plays like the lesbian friend who I think it's implied that they that was like the first relationship maybe both of those people were in. Because they knew each other from when they were like twelve. Mm-hmm. But they're just friends now. Yeah. Um, why would you ever leave Sarah Paulson though? Um <laughs> But yeah, Rooney Mara has a relationship, Kate Blanchett is in the middle of a divorce, it's the fifties, they get together. Uh-oh, Kyle Chandler is like, I'm gonna take full custody of our kids, ha, because
0: you're a lesbian and lesbians are evil. Uh, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like he's, that's not even, like, it. I feel like he's just using that as, well. Like, tactic. No, he's mostly like, you better come back
1: to me or exactly. you'll never see your daughter again because I can conv- convince everyone that lesbians are evil.
0: Yeah. That's, like, still a giant fucking piece of shit.
1: Yeah.
0: I think he gets way too much fucking uh, of a victory. By the well, it's just that's
1: it's just how fifties yeah, were. It's you just know? how the fifties were, but but yeah, they should have shot them. <laughs> but yeah, it's got pretty much like same same kind of Delarue. I feel the same way about this movie. Mostly, I like a lot of the ambiance to it. Mm-hmm. I like the soundtrack to it. Just in general, I didn't really care for the romance as much. I didn't feel like I they they meshed as well as the two in Desert Arts. Um, and I like the subplots less. Like, I thought, I, I was more interested in, like, the, the, like, adoptive mother thing mm. than, like, Kyle Chandler going. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, and I felt like they could have really done something with, like, Sarah Paulson's character. I didn't feel like she got enough stuff. Like, there were parts to it, and she was like, do you really think I hate you? Why would I drive all the way out here to drive you home? I'm like, come on, give her her some more. I want some more. And then, I never really got it. Mm. But and it's the same kind of ending too like they get together they break up and then they they come back and she's like she like says she's like waves and then it like, ends yeah so kind of both of them are up to interpretation or just left a mystery to be like hey maybe he's happy maybe he's sad mm-hmm. but most leaning on more happy yeah i appreciate about both films yeah um
0: let's see i'm trying to think of like any subplots that are worth diving into on this one because like she's got the husband. Uh Rooney Mara's character uh has the the one uh like boyfriend yeah who's like trying to be really, a fiance. Yeah he's really
1: overbearing. It's like I got a like, better job. I got you. a boat or he got I got his boat tickets. He's like, I didn't ask you to do that. He's like, yes you did. She's like, no Yeah. You're just thinking of what I, like, what you think I want when I'm telling you what I actually want. I want to go fuck a woman. Pretty Mm. much. He's like, well, fine. And then she leaves him. And she goes and fuck a woman. She does it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, Rudy Mara. You were in a ghost story. She was. I love that movie. I don't. We should watch a ghost story. I'm sure you'll probably pick it one of these. No, I don't like pick. I don't like picking things that you don't like that you've seen. Oh, and that I like. I don't want to like disagree with you hard on a movie Uh, because then I'll just be like, "God, Thomas is a fucking
0: idiot." No, (sighs) I'll throw it down. I'll make my case. We'll bring in
1: a jury. But yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot to say about either of these movies. Like, and the thing is, both these movies are very similar and like. Desert Hearts is is uh proto Carol. Yeah. But then yeah, kinda like They have different elements, but it's like both about a woman it's, it's going through like a divorce, having a having a sexual and romantic relationship
0: with a it's woman kinda that's like, it's kinda like how Phantom of the Paradise is kind of like proto Rocky Horror, where it's like, yeah, Rocky Horror was like the stage show first, but like in yeah. terms of medium of film, yes. Yeah. Um
1: but yeah, oh, the paradise is so good.
0: It is. It is. <sighs> For Paul Williams, you want to come on the podcast?
1: <laughs> He's still alive. He's ancient <clears a> <throat> now. He's very old now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd, yeah, I'd like accidentally yell or something and he'd die. He'd probably just yell. Yeah. He'd, ah. he'd be like, ah, 80 years old. His yeah, his piano appears. <laughs> You know he'd have a little keyboard on him at all times. He probably just has, like, a phone app. Probably. He's like, these things are really nifty. It's like, the kids only know me today because I worked with Daft Punk. But...
0: Yeah. I like this movie. I... Yeah. I like this movie. I probably liked it marginally more. Just because I thought... It had a
1: little more going on in it. I'm a simple man. I, I thought it had a little less going on. Mm. Or maybe I was just more interested in the things going on in the other one than this. Yeah. And I also like the setting of the other one. I like the, I like like the, the small this, town. I like the
0: setting of the other one, too. It, it was a lot more festive for mm. the eyes. But.
1: You would give this one a six as well? Maybe a seven? Maybe low seven? Yeah, I'd probably give this a six. Six.
0: High six, low seven You would give this Seven or
1: an eight a two. No, a seven okay. <laughs> A two, I fucking hate <laughs> Yeah Alright, All right. next up We're going to be watching Funeral Funeral Parade of Roses Which is a movie I've been meaning to watch for like two years now It's uh, 1969 Directed by Toshio Matsumoto Okay. Um, and then we're also going to be watching Tangerine by Sean Baker. Mm. Okay. Filmed on an iPhone! <gasps> no! I think that was one of the ones he filmed on an iPhone. Uh, both are about bullshit. trans women, if I remember correctly. Of course. Okay. Classic, 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 classic. And then after that, it'll be episode 100. And then we'll end the podcast. Hey, we hit 200 subscribers! Hey! 202! Cool. Soon yeah. to be two, yeah. Like I said, we can hit two hundred and fifty by the end of the year. <laughs> then we hit seven thousand. All right, I don't know about that. One. I really, really need to take a shit. All of a sudden, like the past ten I've like, oh. So I am gonna go do that. Goodbye, everyone. Adios.